is a Woodside Church podcast. Good morning, everybody. And uh, my name is Tabith Piri, those who don't know me. I'm a daughter or a girl of this church family. And I'm so blessed to stand in front of you today. Actually, I have a testimony. I was in war this whole week. I was very poorly. I didn't think I'll stand before you today. I've been coughing, sneezing, sleeping, feeling very weak. But I said, devil, you're a liar. I have work to do. I have to do the work of God. That's why I'm standing here. So sometimes it's good to speak to the devil and tell him, you know what? You've come to the wrong person. Because I was like, I'm so weak. How can I go and stand in front of people? People brought me nice soup this week. I had some food. People bought food from because I wasn't well. But guess what? I'm here because God is with me. Amen. 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 <laughs> okay, so we're going to continue with our, um, our Easter series. And today I'm going to talk about a silent defense. Uh, defense. And uh, I'm just going to say a little prayer. May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord. My God, my Redeemer. Have you ever been in an argument? As you walked off, you thought of a perfect comeback. <laughs> the sort of comment that would be both stand the person you, are, you were arguing with. And, um, and the sort of comment that would be both stand the person you were arguing with and won the argument all in one. We've all done it, in fact. There are loads of internet websites to help you find some great comebacks. <laughs> Please don't go and do that. <laughs> and I found a few. I'm not going to repeat myself, but I'm also glad to do anything that prevents you from talking. And I've never had my life goals. I'm just really grateful I'm not you. <laughs> And I don't have time or the crayons to explain this to you. In our Zimbabwean culture, I was born in Zimbabwe, by the way. In our Zimbabwean culture, we say, Uchajuona, meaning you will see. But is it worth it? No, it's not. Sometimes fighting our corner is inappropriate. Sometimes we must speak up. And it can be right to voice injustice. And when we must get wisdom on, when is the right, thing, when the right time to do so? Thank God we have um, for things like Me Too movement, those who don't know what that is, it's about uh, against sexual abuse. And there's one called Black Lives Matter against racism and discrimination. But there are other times and when we must look to Jesus, example of silence, to teach us that we do not need to fight every battle. Sometimes staying silent is exactly the right thing to do, response to persecution. And sometimes the silence that ends up witnessing more than else, anything else. And sometimes we need to let God fight our battles. And we do this through being silent and allow him to fight for us. Whilst we wait, we need to continue to seek him and focus on prayer. Exodus 14, verse four, uh, Exodus 14 verse 14 says, the Lord will fight for you and you need only to be still. So today I'm going to start, um, I'm going to preach on Matthew 26, continuing 
from where we started two weeks ago. And I'm going to um, speak from verse 20, uh, 59 to 64. I will read. Now the chief priest and the whole council were seeking false testimony against Jesus, that he might put him to death. But they found none. Though many false witnesses came forward, and, the la- and at last two came forward and said, this man I'm able to destroy the temple of God and to rebuild in three days. And the high priest stood up and said, have you not answer? Have you no answer to make? What is that these men testify against you? But Jesus remained silent. And the high priest said to him, I adjure you by uh, the living God, tell us if you, are the, if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, you have said so. But I will tell you, from now, you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Now Jesus, to now read from, I'm also going to cover from um, 27 verse 11. Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said, You've said so. But when he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he gave no answer. Then the pilot said to him, Do not hear how many things they testify against you. But he gave him no answer. Not even a single charge charge so that the governor was greatly amazed. I picked a few things from there. There's gospel from this, from this verse. Jesus conducted himself in spirit and in truth. Jesus held his peace and said not a word. How many times do we do this ourselves? I pray that we follow his footsteps and do not only do things that honor his name and do only things that honor his name. Jesus was silent, but still in control. He is the Lord in his submission to the will of God and the first of the hateful actions of his enemies. Personally, I know those who know me, they know I talk a lot, but I have those moments where I want to be silent. The reason why I go silent is not, it's because I don't like arguments and I need time to calm down especially if someone has wronged me, and sometimes I like to find the right words to say so that I will not say things I will regret saying. But also, I have those moments where I know speaking up will help. And when you speak, people will listen, and you will feel better. And sometimes find affirmations from the Word of God and just speak. I just want to testify in my own personal life. In the past years, I've learned to be silent. Those who used to know me, uh, I used to like to fight, but uh, God has been so gracious to me. And I learned to be silent, to allow God to fight on my behalf. So many things were said, and even someone said to my mom that you're going to move from where you live in Derby to come to Bedford because your, your daughter will die with depression. But I did not fight back. I did not ask that person. I wish I knew who the person was. I did not say anything. But I remember praying to God and to say, Father, may your will be done in my life. 
at this time. Because I knew if I had said the words I wanted to say, some people would have been broken and would have had fights for the rest of our lives. And so sometimes silence is good because it allows us to think, it allows us to see God more, it allows us to just dwell in his presence. And for me to be here standing is because I've learned to allow God to fight my battles. I've surrendered everything to him. I pray that today God will help us, all of us, that when you have those moments where it's really hard, where you feel you want to have an argument with someone, just allow God to help you. Go into that silence and seek him. Amen. Amen. I'm going to talk about Jesus' response. Now Jesus had perfect motives always, never spoke of a bitterness or spitefulness, never said things because he likes hurting people, but he did come out with things to say. Jesus shows us that there, are, there is a time for speaking as well. So it's not only silent, but there's also time to speak. Jesus wasn't afraid to say things that were hard to understand. You must eat my flesh and drink my blood. He was able to give perfect response to tricky questions in regarding following the law. He who has not sinned can throw the first stone. In regard to tax, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. But to God what is God's. He wasn't afraid to say things that were offensive, talking to the religious leaders. You brood of snakes. Jesus wasn't afraid when he answered I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to my Father, to the Father except through me. John 14, verse 6. Jesus is silent. So when Jesus stayed quiet, it was not because he was lost of words. It was not because he was afraid of the outcome of his words. It's not because... um, the just wouldn't understand what he was saying. So why, when Jesus had the opportunity to say something spectacular that would be remembered, was he's silent? Now, the saying is hard to make an argument from silence, literally true here. But look at the, some, let's look at some of the possibilities. Number one, he did this to fulfill prophecy. Isaiah 53 says, he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth at all. The other times in, in the Testament when the narrator explicitly says he did, not, he, he did this to fulfill what was said about him. Lem don't argue back before they get killed. They are totally naive to what lies ahead. Jesus was totally away, yet uh, we must remember that he's the lamp of God. And what he was doing was ultimately being a sacrifice for his people, for us. Number two, God had the ultimate authority of Jesus' life. Not Pilate, that Jesus was willing to submit to God. I found a few things, and I'm going to 
um, share some things from Trevin, some quotes I got from Trevin, Trevin Watts. It says, Pilate had killed his fair share of Jews, seeking to demonstrate his reign as a force to be reckoned with. So what, what made Jesus so different from others? Jesus stood before Pilate and would not speak, while most prisoners would plead their case, scream for mercy, and argue against their opponents. Jesus remained steadfast and silent. And I pray that today God will help us in those areas if you're struggling in those areas in our lives. Jesus spent so many hours in prayer, pleading with the Father, but ultimately submitting to God and saying, your will be done. And Jesus recognized that God oversaw what was about to happen. Evidently, his silence made quite the impression. The normal thing would, would be for the accused to oppose every accusation and sense he's innocent. But Jesus' attitude to the tribunal was different from that of the most came before it. He had fought his battles in Gethsemane and had recognized that the will of God was that he should die at the hands of the Romans. Die the death that would mean forgiveness of sin to many. So that did not matter that these men, whom everybody we knew to be lying, made false accusations about what he had said to on some earlier occasions. There was nothing to be said, therefore he remained silent. Jesus did not value fighting his corner because he knew that God was on his side and what he needed to do was to remain silent. This is the lesson to all of us because sometimes you want to prove a point but allowing God to do the rest for us is such a blessing. Kevin DeYoung, he says another quote as well, says, however, when we are being persecuted or falsely accused by others, our first inclination is typically to offer a defense. And why is that? Because our true concern is most of these cases is not the gospel, nor Christ, nor his church. Though those may be secondary concern, and our real concern is, that, is what others would think of us in the desire to be vindicated. I'm sure we all have situations in our lives where you feel, yeah, I really need to defend myself. This is not fair. But I hope we are learning today, all of us. Kevin DeYoung also said, fear of men must not silence you when you should speak, but either should it lead you to speak when you should not speak. Jesus, by not defending himself, um, lead him defending us. Jesus' silence reminds us that silent suffering was necessary for Jesus. We are taught that sometimes being quiet takes strength and talking. Isaiah 53 verse 10 says, Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he will see his offspring and prolong his days, and the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. 
Hallelujah. Jesus' silence instructs us that sometimes silence speaks louder than words. He elegantly stood before Prontius Pilate and made his presence known, nothing more than his silence. There is a season and time for every matter under the earth. Ecclesiastes 3 says, 7 says, a time to tear, a time to mend, a time to be silent, and a time to speak up. I have a sister. I've got four siblings, but I have a sister that comes after me. She's, she's based in Zimbabwe. She knows when I'm very quiet, we've had an argument, I go quiet for four days. She knows what that means. <laughs> she knows, do not call me. She knows you need to calm down. She knows I'm your big sister. She, knew, she knows you need to respect me because I came before you. And so, so we, we will have, I'm sure we all have, you know, those moments where we have arguments in our families. But my, with my sister, I used to try to call her, be on the phone for hours, want to shout, for her to know I'm the big sister, you know. But as time goes and as I've been learning, she knows tabs goes quiet for a few days. It means she does not want any phone calls. And she will know after those days she will call and say, I'm sorry. Because most of the time it, it will be her that caused the problem. <laughs> <laughs> so she knows when I'm quiet there's a problem. <laughs> she knows she has not called me today. She's not texted me. She knows there's a problem. So sometimes we don't have to speak, but our actions will speak for us. <laughs> so I'm so blessed to have her as a sister as well. And um, yeah, so I think... It is important that sometimes you feel that helps us, not all of us. I'm sure we deal with things in a different way. But for me, I like to go silence because I know I love my sister. And I'll end up saying things that will hurt her. We've said, we have exchanged so many words before to each other that were not really good at all. And I said to her, you're not my sister because the, the arguments were really bad. But we thank God for his grace. And uh, yeah, so Amen. <laughs> Um, Jesus' silence leading to his crucifixion is power of God for our forgiveness, justification, and redemption. 1 Corinthians 1.18 says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Sometimes we must speak up, but we need to find the right time to do it and speak in love and ask God for wisdom before we speak. And Jesus did all this so that we can speak of his resurrection. Luke 21, uh, Jesus told us when we are dragged before rulers for his name not to worry about what to say for the spirit will teach us what to say. Amen. We have confidence. We need to have confidence that Jesus' silence is more powerful than all things of this world. Let us continue to root our faith and confidence in the word of God. It never fails. That never fails in silence of Christ unto death that won us the resurrection. And I'm just going to just touch briefly on the phrase called you've said so. 
you've said, so what does this phrase mean? I was looking for what it means. And um, it says that you are agreeing that I'm the son of God, or what you have said, just say, what you have just said is the truth. And I think we read it from, is it 27, 11? John Piper said, but here it's obvious that it means, it probably means, yes, Judas, you are the one. And you know that you are the one. Jesus knows he's the one, and he knows that he is the one. <laughs> you said so, is an indirect way of saying yes. At the same time, calling attention to what the other person really knows deep down. You know you've said so. Your words betray some, something deep within you, and that is being concealed, perhaps even concealed from yourself. You have said so. Something in you knows the answer to your answer. Deep inside, you see that it is, it is so, and you fear that it is so, and so you ask defensively and skeptically whether it is so. Your heart betrayed you, and you have seen that it is so, and you said so. Amen. I'm just going to um, want to encourage us this morning that it doesn't matter how hard the situation is, and you feel like this person, it might be at work, it might be a church, it might be in your neighborhood where you feel somebody's accusing you for something. Sometimes just taking a step back and think and pray is the best thing we can do. When it's time to speak, when you're ready, then talk about it. Amen. Amen. I'll summarize. Sometimes something, something to encourage us, um, we need to trust God when you feel alone, when everyone else is against you to be reminded that Jesus was silent to save us and Jesus will always stand for us. Let's allow God to fight our battles. It is important to speak up and pray that we want, uh, and, let, and I pray that we, when we want to speak God, we ask God for wisdom and we pray about it first. Paul emphasizes that our words should be always be, should always be said with grace, so that, we, 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 so that we can respond to everyone in the most appropriate way. Clearly, you wanted us to think before speaking and present ourselves as people of kindness. Colossians 4, verse 6. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I just want to pray this morning. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much that your word is so true. Thank you so much that you love us so much, oh God. Father, this morning as we were learning about silent and speaking up, Lord, I pray that you help us as we walk through our different journeys, that we look at the example of Jesus, how you were silent, how you were silent knowing that you were there for him, Lord. I pray that, Lord, we will not be fighting every battle that comes our way. But, Lord, I pray that, Lord, you help us to fight those battles. Lord, this morning, I want to glorify your name because you're worthy, oh God. Father, even if people speak words in our lives, prophesy whatever words that are not of you in our lives, oh God, Lord, we will not fight back. We'll leave everything in your hands. 
Lord, I dedicate each and every person in this room this morning, oh God. I say, Lord, may your will be done in our lives. May your kingdom come in our lives, oh God. In those moments where we want to go into a silent, into our own box, oh God. I pray that, Lord, we seek more of you. We communicate with you, oh God. We ask you, Lord, to speak on our behalf where we cannot speak. Father, have your way in our lives this morning, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you for dying on the cross for us. We thank you, Father, for forgiving our sins, oh God, this morning. Lord, have your way this morning. Father, we thank you. I pray that our lives will never be the same again. I pray that, Lord, where we feel we want to speak up, Lord, be with us. Be the center of every conversation that we'll have with our colleagues at work, with church family, with our own families where we know there are battles we cannot fight. But Father, I know you'll be there for us, O oh God. Holy Spirit, have your way this morning, O oh God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 You have been listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.